Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. And welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we interview wickedly smart women from all over the world and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and I am delighted today to bring to you the mummy guilt expert, Atara Malak. Atara is a renowned parenting expert with 30 years experience as a successful psychotherapist. Blending her professional expertise with her real life experience as a working mom raising her six children, she's developed a proven parenting system to provide working moms with the skills and the confidence to succeed both at home and at work. Atara holds several advanced degrees and professional certifications and spearheaded using Mommy Guild as a roadmap to parenting career success. She is a dynamic keynote speaker who's served thousands of professional women, and her new book is A Working Mother's GPS, a guide to parenting success for the modern working mom. I am delighted to have you here today. Welcome, Atara. Hi, Emerald. I was so looking forward to this interview. Yeah, well, I want to start by just applauding you for being such a powerful leader in the world and to talk to you a little bit about that call into leadership because not only were you called into being the leader in your family as the mother of six children, but you've also been called to step in and lead a movement to help relieve people of mommy guilt. So can you talk a little bit about that backstory and what led you to choose to take up the take up the torch, shall we say, to help <laughs> help working moms in this area? Yes, you know, it really was a blending of my personal struggles and my professional aspirations. Because as I was learning and building up my practice, I was having children, raising them, and I found myself with too little time, uh, no resources, and constant guilt. Because you know what I found, Emerald? That no matter where I was, I always told myself I should be somewhere else. You know, when I was busy with the children, I had work on my mind and I felt guilty about that. And I was busy in my practice or my studies or traveling to give lectures. I felt consistently, I was consistent with that, guilty on why I wasn't home doing homework, baking cookies or taking my children to the park. And when I realized that I woke up every morning to a constant struggle of no matter what I did, it was never enough. And no matter where I was, it was never the right place. I felt resentful. I felt depleted. And I told myself there has to be another way. This is not what I signed up for. Mm, I so resonate with that. I actually use the word torn. I always felt torn between parenting and providing. In my house, I was primary breadwinner. And I also, you know, 
had this big calling on my own life, right? <laughs> to serve right. and support people all over the world. And I wanted to, I really truly wanted to be the mom who baked the cookies and all of those things. So obviously your backstory is really a powerful propellant that got you to where you are right now. I want to talk about how you came to the decision to create this platform, the Mommy Guilt expert platform where you go out and you give keynotes and all of those things, because there's a million different ways that you could have answered this calling. So can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind that and maybe a little bit about the creative process and the choosing process? That's an important point because I gravitated towards working with very successful driven women. Okay. I don't know. It's something that um, they were attracted maybe to my personality and my lifestyle. And I felt that as my practice kept, you know, being filled hour after hour with women, you said torn, I would even say tortured. Mm -hmm. They tortured themselves. And it so resonated with me about everything they should have and could have and weren't doing. I am a person who needs clarity. I'm a type A personality and I need to figure out systems. Otherwise I get confused and I'm at my worst when I'm confused. You know what I noticed? That day after day, story after story, mommy guilt fell into three main categories. Yeah, the women were different. The backgrounds were different. Their business aspirations and professional skills were different. And still I found that it fell into these three categories. Either guilt about what I should have and could have and haven't and didn't do, right? My children are growing up. I didn't do this. I didn't sit near her last night. I didn't tell her how much I loved her. I screamed at her this morning when I got her on the bus. Everything I could have and should have did that I haven't done, which we really torture ourselves with. The second kind of mommy guilt is right now. You know what women feel when we enjoy being at work? You know, yeah, I'm letting the secret out and I'm admitting more than we do coming home. You know, I remember a catalyst about that, a turning point, Emerald, where someone told me, she came in, she asked for an emergency appointment and she said, Atara, I'm the worst mother in the world. And I was fantasizing, you know, abuse, neglect. And she said, yesterday I had a half day off because, you know, somebody canceled on me and I was actually sitting in my car and you know what? I didn't want to go home. I wanted to go shopping. I wanted to get a manicure and I wanted to meet a friend and I started to cry. I said, I have an extra four hours with my children. This should be a windfall and I don't want to go home. So the second kind of mommy guilt is how I spend my time now. And the third kind of mommy guilt is how guilty we feel about our parenting skills, whether it's how do I discipline or I don't, how do I encourage or love or don't enough. And how do I raise independent children or do I have no time so I do everything for them, including pushing their feet into their sneakers and closing the Velcro and getting them out and choosing their friends for them and their clothes for them? And how do I work around the housework and the homework? Many of us are so stressed that we feel guilty serving, I don't know, frozen pizza or opening a can of corn again. And, you know, we convince ourselves of taking the laundry out of the dryer and not ironing it or folding it or putting it away because they'll need it tomorrow. So I drape it over the back of the chair is actually the way things should be done. I wonder what you think about this and if anything resonates with you with what I found here. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to go right to number two, which is enjoying being at work. And I'll share a personal story because it's a powerful story. I actually had an experience back when my son was three. 
and I had put him in a, a new daycare situation because my daycare provider stopped providing. She went back to work. So I had put him in a new daycare situation and it was the day after Christmas and I had the day off of work and I put him in daycare and I went shopping and he ended up being sexually assaulted in daycare by the daycare providers, her husband's stepbrother. So I have huge mommy guilt that I spent almost 20 years now. He's 23. I've spent, you know, most of my last 20 years unwinding myself from the guilt that I felt both around, you know, doing something for myself and taking some time off for myself and enjoying myself and going shopping and, you know, not showing up and parenting and putting him at the daycare. So I absolutely, number two, (laughs) I'll vote for number two. (laughs) You said powerful. This is way more painful. And I suppose any parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. It would, well, second to having your child either be taken away or dying. Die. And like those three, those are the top three, I think. You know, your child dies, your child disappears, or your child is sexually assaulted at daycare. I figured I was right up there in the top three. It was a powerful and difficult experience and, you know, certainly contributed to the torn feeling moving forward from there and the, the tortured feeling moving forward from there. And personally, I feel like I'm, I'm beyond it at this point. I've done a huge amount of medicine work and healing and worked with a lot of people, but I can totally relate to number two <laughs> for sure. And I want to thank you for being somebody who's a champion for moms who are feeling guilty in any of these ways, because what I know for sure is that my guilt didn't help anybody. Didn't help me, didn't help my son, didn't help the family. My guilt didn't help anybody. So what I'd love to ask you right now is, can you give our listeners who might be experiencing mommy guilt, who, you know, whether it's a small trauma or a big trauma, trauma's trauma, as far as I'm concerned, Can you give them some immediately actionable steps that you have developed that will help them to remediate some of this and relieve some of this and maybe remove some of this? The answer is a resounding yes with a moment that I need for a bit of a change of a mindset. I am so connecting to the fact that's universal, but that you expressed right now, which is that your guilt helped no one. So you know what I did? After I figured out the different, you know, categories of mommy guilt, I told myself that if mommy guilt is so prevalent, doesn't matter what age you are, what age your children are, if you have one child or 10 children, whether you work in the home or out of the home, you're always feeling guilty. There must be a God-given reason for guilt. And for me to do what everybody else told me to do, deny it, ignore it, push it aside, get over it, rise above it, wasn't working. So you know what I decided to do, Emerald? I decided to use it. I decided to use the mommy guilt as a catalyst and also as shining a light on which skills we can use as parents. And here is where I'm connecting to something actionable. So my parenting program, which I call GPS, which stands for Guidelines to Parenting Success, a GPS, I use the road analogy, and I use the three colors of the traffic light because it's easy to remember and it's universal. So I call it green, love, go, red, authority, no, and yellow, trust, slow. So we have the love, the authority, and the trust, which I feel are extremely important components in any successful parenting. 
And you can choose which of these colors you'd like me to focus on, give an actionable solution, and show you how that connects to using the mommy guilt that we have and making things better Mm. with it, through it, because of it. Mm, Beautiful. Well, we are going to dive right into how we can do that. I will pick a color when we come back from the break. We're already at the break. It's amazing how quickly we get here. But right now, I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. And I want to shout out this week to our listeners. Where should we shout out, Atara? Where do you want to uh, say hello to the listeners? Where do you think there is the largest group of working moms near you that we can wave to and say, hi, we see you, we get you? Probably New York City. I think there's a large group of working moms in New York City. So we're going to shout out and say hello to all the working moms in New York City. And we are going to take a short break. We will be right back with Atara Malak. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Atara Malak. I want you to know where you can find her. You will be able to reach out and connect with Atara and get more information at themommyguiltexpert.com. We are going to put that information in the show notes. And I also want to highlight that she has a book, a new book, A Working Mother's GPS, A Guide to Parenting Success for the Modern Working Mom. So be sure when you go to themommyguiltexpert.com to reward Atara and yourself by attaining a copy of the book at the very least so that you can begin to, as she said before the break, use the guilt, leverage the guilt as a catalyst to shine light and to, you know, learn how to leverage that and apply it to taking right action in becoming a successful parent for yourself. So we talked about the three different ways that you have laid out this GPS system, the green, the authority of the red, and the slowdown of the yellow. I'm feeling yellow today. I'm feeling like, why don't we talk about yellow? Because I think for me, uh, one of the things that was underlying a lot of what I had going on was I was trying to do so many things as quickly as possible. And I kept like 
creating more and more anxiety in myself by, by trying to go faster, do more, be more, be in more places at once. And uh, so yellow feels really resonant today. It's also a rainy day here. So <laughs> yellow, rainy kind of day. <laughs> So let's do yellow. Besides for this slowdown, yellow is also a gift of trust. Think about it. You're coming to an intersection. The traffic light is changing. You see a yellow. And do you know what that means? That the world trusts you as a driver or the pedestrian to decide, are you going to speed up and cross the intersection? Or are you going to take all the information you know, if there's someone behind you, somebody, you know, coming towards you and slow down as carefully as you can to make a full stop before the light turns to red, which means I trust you to assess, decide and implement. Correct. We don't realize it. We do this, you know, thousands of times a year in parenting. And do you know something else that I found because, you know, I don't like being torn. So every single skill in my book is as equally proven and practical in the workplace. And in the chapter, you will find at the end of every chapter, a special part, which is dedicated and devoted to how to implement and use these exact same parenting skills at work. So no matter where we are, there's a feeling of connection. And whatever I practice at work, I can feel great because I come home and I'm a better mom. So let's take a yellow skill. Okay. And that is Two things, but let me say the first one. I call it slow talk. You were talking about we try so hard, we have so little time, we do so much. Yellow talk is something where if a child brings up, and I'll show you how to do it at work too, if a child brings up something like, Ma, can I go outside and play before I do my homework? You know what we usually do? We jump in. We jump in saying, how many times have I told you? Or it's business before pleasure and blah, 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 blah. I teach the parents, take a moment, take a breath. Be slow in answering. Statistics have proven that the 100 best teachers in America, and you can Google this, one of their strongest points was they waited an extra three seconds before their students answered, before they jumped in with another answer. Take a breath. You will find that your children surprise you. Personally, I put that in my book. It was a personal story. My daughter said, "Ah, eh, you know what? Because I didn't answer. You know what? I'll finish the homework quickly because that way when I go out to play, I can play happily and I don't have to worry that I have to come in and do my homework. And it was, wow, we really did this. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is called the language of responsibility in yellow. I want my children to become independent, contributing people, not entitled, spoiled kids who have a guilt-ridden mom who does everything for them because she wasn't home. So I buy it, I do it, I let it, I allow it, and I hate myself and hate them for putting me in this position. The language of responsibility, let's keep to homework. I like to stay in the same thing. Let's say your daughter was supposed to do homework and finish it by six o'clock and it's 5.30. So I can start nagging, I can start criticizing, I can say you never keep your word and blah, or I use a yellow language of responsibility. I'd say, what time is it, honey? Oh, it's, so it's the what, the WH questions. Oh, it's 5.30. And what did we say about end time of homework? Oh, six o'clock. So that's the when and the what. So what could you or should you be doing now if you're gonna keep to that? Oh my gosh, I have social studies. Okay, 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 ma, can I have potato chips or whatever? I didn't tell her what to do. I did not accuse her. I did not force her. I used the language of responsibility. And Emerald, you can see how this works at work. You can ask a team member, 
your secretary, right? What day it is now? She'll say the 15th. When do we have the data in that we have to do for the bank deposits? Oh my gosh, it's whatever. When does the bank close today? It's five o'clock. She will get it. She will remember instead of defending herself, being angry at you, sniffling and sobbing that you hurt her, you abused her by insulting her. I love it. This is what we do. Now, to connect it to the mommy guilt, this is, I'm not nice enough. I'm not kind enough. I'm not, you know, I don't allow them enough. I am not, here you have it. Find out what you feel guilty about. Choose one of the GPS skills from the menu. Apply it. There you are. Beautiful. Creating a better life at home and at work. Yeah. What I love about the yellow that we just went over is this idea of trust. And what I was hearing when, you know, when particularly the child is asking for something, not jumping in, what that actually does is it actually gives them the reflection that you trust them to know what's right for them, what will help them be successful by pausing rather than jumping in and correcting or directing or doing all the things that we were taught to do. I mean, we, I'm going to forgive myself because I was taught a lot of skill. You know, how did we learn how to parent? That was I. We learned how to parent from our own parents. So we, I'm so grateful we live in a time where people like you are, are coming forth and giving a better, more sane way for us to learn how to be successful parents in a world that's very different from the world that our parents lived in. But also this, this yellow language of responsibility also seems to respect the autonomy of the other person, the intelligence of the other person, the capability of the other person, the talent and giftedness of the other person, and the uh, ability for the other person to actually do whatever the thing is that needs to be done. So Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Let me see what else I want to ask you before we get to the end here. I guess I want to ask you a little bit about running your own business because you're a leader who's running your own business, right? So I am. I I do want to talk about that and a little bit about how you got into entrepreneurship because it's a little bit different than being in a corporate environment for sure. So when you got into entrepreneurship, it's a whole different animal Can you talk about how some of your GPS skills applied as you were moving into becoming self-employed and self-sufficient? That is a question that nobody ever asked me before. So if I sound excited, please understand and accept. (laughs) Thank you so much for this. I did begin in, in the corporate world and I had a very high position. And because I found that what you connected to and expressed so eloquently about trusting the other person, giving them the responsibility, and then actually the credit and the self-satisfaction and the confidence of, I did it. I'm capable. I can do it. I felt stifled. And I felt that here I am leaving my six wonderful children to do this here and feel like this again. I needed a better way. So first I tried to implement the GPS skills at work in the corporate setting. And because I was not the boss, it wasn't very easy and wasn't very successful. I'll tell you the truth. I felt I needed to believe in myself and 
strike out. I knew that I could always come back. So I had a plan B and I said, let me try this on my own. And because I need variety, my business is built not only on a private practice where I sit hour after hour, but I have my GPS groups and I travel extensively, you know, across the world, giving my keynote speeches. I am an author. I blog. I, I love connecting to people and I love bringing out the best in people. You know, some people say it's either or. You can either be a great at work or a great mom. And I say, no, what makes you great at work is going to enhance your relationship with your children as a mom and everything you have to be as a mom. You know what a mom is. We're a psychologist and a doctor and a cook and a driver and a day camp leader and at the middle of the night, a hugger when the monsters come out from under the bed and a two-year-old teething soother and an adult child safe place and haven. So we're so much and so much more. All that is going to make your business go from the six to seven figures because you have what it takes. So don't think you're either or. Know that every single part of you is what makes you special and brilliant. And if I can connect, wickedly smart and successful. <laughs> wickedly smart. <laughs> nice one, Atara. All right. Well, we've got only a couple minutes left. So I'd love to have you leave our listeners with one final piece of guidance and advice that you can offer them to transcend mommy guilt and to believe in themselves and their own wicked smartness. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to use a green skill, which is all about love and encouragement. And I call that catching your child doing something good or at work, you know, your staff, your team, actually your boss. Don't think bosses don't need this. So how this works is we are on a treasure hunt daily to just catch a, like a snapshot moment, a child doing something good, even unintentionally. I take it to the next level. Children, you know, they can take their plate off the table and put it in the dishwasher. They can be nice to a young sibling. Sometimes they're just being quiet because they're exhausted. And I say, you know, that was so nice. You didn't interrupt my call and they hadn't even meant it. <laughs> so I catch people doing something good. But because you said what you did, I want to even take it in another direction and say, how about we use the skill on ourselves? How about we catching ourselves as dedicated, devoted moms, as amazing entrepreneurs, as very special, unique people on this planet, instead of beating ourselves up for everything we could have, should have, and, would have, and haven't done, how about celebrating and catching ourselves doing the many wonderful things that we do consistently and applaud it, embrace it, grow from it. Beautiful. Five claps. I love that. Thank you so much, Atara. I wish I had like a, I wish I had a live audience here so that you could hear the applause and take a big bow. I prepared something for our audience, a special gift. Okay. So good. although when you go to my website, the Mommy Guilt Expert, uh, by the way, they don't even have to buy the book. I let them download for free the full first chapter. So feel comfortable. It's something I want to give and share. They also get a free gift called the One Minute Mother because no matter how busy we are, 60 seconds you can find to follow the system and create loving memories. But for your audience, for our audience, Emerald, I created a special gift which they can access at special podcast bonus, www.specialpodcastbonus.com. And they will receive a report on mommy guilt and how they can use it, implement it, and to use your word, leverage it to become a more successful mom, both at home and at work. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for the generosity there. Very much appreciate that. We will be sure to have all that information in the show notes. So thank you so much. The mommy guilt expert, Atara Malak. I love that you said you weren't the boss at work. And I love how you've put the in front of your mommy guilt expert.com to make it very clear who the boss is here. So, <laughs> all right, listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.